And just like that, we are back to another episode of Unmuted. All right, so before we really get started, I want to make sure that all systems are a go. Um, can you hear me? Um, because we had some technical difficulties the last time. So if you could, please put in the comments that you can hear me properly. You can see me properly. Uh, give me a, well, don't give me a thumbs up. Actually, just tell me, okay, I can hear you or something along those lines, just to make sure um, that everyone can hear me properly and we are good to go. Thank you for tuning in. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much, Mike. Thank you for tuning in to season three episode number three of unmuted i am your host your guest uh, uh your guest your moderator your favorite social butterfly felicia franklin i want to thank you for tuning in to another episode tonight we have a good show coming up i will i think the series is actually pretty good the black man thrive series but i don't want to move too fast because i want to say Thank you. Thank you for everyone that is watching on tonight that will tune in, even the ones that will come back and watch the replay. I appreciate you. We thank you so very kindly for tuning in. We are now on not only Facebook Live, but we are also on YouTube and we are on the Unmuted Podcast. So I want to thank you for tuning in from any platform please feel free to check out the podcast. Once this episode is un, um, uploaded, you can find the podcast on Anchor or Spotify. Um, you can find us on YouTube at Unmuted. Unmuted has its own YouTube page now. Thank you to my, my son and my IT guy, my all things tech guy, uh, Titus, for getting us up and running and rolling with that. All right. So, I am Felicia Franklin, and I want to thank you again. Now, for those of you that have, um, this is your first time catching Unmuted, I want to put up one little disclaimer out there. You may see me looking to the left, looking to the right, looking down. We are running from a couple of different platforms. I am in tune to you. I am here. I am all about you, but I want to make sure all systems are a go on every area. So if you see me looking down, you see me looking to the left or the, to the right, it's because I have a couple of different monitors and I want to make sure everything is running properly from all aspects. Now, with that being said, unmuted. For those of you, um, this is your first time actually tuning into um, unmuted or um, if you've watched it before, thank you again. But I always like to put a little introduction out there. So for the ones that have never watched a segment of Unmuted, never caught, caught, caught an episode, excuse me, I want to let you know how Unmuted came about, how Unmuted was birthed. So you can get the gist of the topics and the different things that we discuss on Unmuted. So Unmuted was started a few years ago. It actually started with something that I had in my mind. I didn't have a name for it. I just knew that I needed to put something out there. I had a desire to do something a little bit different because a lot of people are on different social media platforms and they're talking, but what are we really talking about? Um, so I, I didn't want to really be like anyone else. I wanted to bring real, relatable, raw, and intentional content. So, um, I went through a period where I was preparing for Unmuted and I kept putting it off because I felt that I was going to be judged. I felt that um, I felt that it, I could fail. You know, I, I was afraid of failure. I was afraid of pretty much the unknown. I had got into my own head and I really talked myself out of it. Um, and I felt 
that because of my life situations, I had come, I had become muted. Um, I felt stuck. I often felt alone. I was ashamed of my past. I was ashamed of things that I had gone through because I, I didn't really look like the things that I had gone through. And certain people knew me, but they knew one aspect of my life, but they didn't really know me the way they thought they knew me. And in my heart, you know, I felt that a lot, a lot of things weighed me down. I felt that, um, I felt like the things that I had gone through was destroying me. I felt that I hadn't, I couldn't get past some of the things that I had actually gone through and I was hurting. I felt alone. I, I felt that I was maintaining on the outside, but it was taking me down on the inside. And I would often ask God, I would pray and I would ask God, why me? Why did I have to be the one to go through? Why did I have to be the one that go through to go through divorce? Why did I have to be the one to go through the, you know, go through the adoption? Why did I have to be the one to go through whatever it was that I was going through? Why me? Why me? Why me? And I would just pray and ask God why. And then when I got my answer, I stopped, I stopped saying why me? And I just started saying, well, why not me? Why not me? Because it was through the hurt. It was through the pain. It was through the periods of isolation. It was through the things that I had gone through that I start realizing a part of my purpose. So here we are today. I feel that it's meant for me to help pull others through some of the things that I've already gone through, some of the things that I've already grown through. And not every topic is about me. Sometimes there are people that you're connected to or people that are brought into your life. They're not at the level or they're not ready to disclose they're the things about them to the masses, but they may want their story to be heard because it's freeing. So what we do here is un at Unmuted is we're transparent. We bring real relatable things to you because it's meant for us to help other people get through the things that we've already gone through. See, I realized that things that I had gone through that kept me muted for a, a period of time and I had grown through those things. Someone took their life behind the very thing that I had made it through. So it's not meant for me to sit quiet on those things that help me get through life because we all go through life situations. And I call those life relationships. So here we are. Here we are. And I present to some and I introduce to others unmuted. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode. Now, we are in season three, and this is episode number three of season three. So feel free to go back to our new to the new page of Unmuted and check out season one and season two. Those episodes are uploaded. You can check out the YouTube page. Now, all of the episodes from season one and season two have not been uploaded to YouTube yet, but we are releasing those. So feel free to go to YouTube and catch up on season one, the things that have already been uploaded and some of season um, season three, because we are uploading. Check out our podcast and, and keep up with us every week. We're here Sunday uh, at 7 p.m. So without further ado, let's get started. Now, with this particular um, with this particular season, we are bringing a new thing called Let's Talk About. I want to do a little segment of Let's Talk About. I like to bring um, local issues. I like to bring um, state issues and also national issues because locally we all go through something. Statewide, the state is going through something. And then we have national issues. I want to keep it relatable. So the first local thing that I want to talk about is um, I, I talked about it on last week, a little bit uh, about the, the killings and, you know, everything that's going on. But let's talk about, 
you know, our children. We are right now in football season. Everyone, and if not everyone, but just about everyone waits on the fall and football season. And I want to talk about uh, Montgomery Catholic. Montgomery Catholic Preparatory High School in Montgomery, Alabama is the high school that my son goes to. He is a senior this year. And the football team, um, 3A, they are the region champs for the second, I, maybe the third year in a row. I know it's the second year in a row, but it could possibly be the third year in a row. They are the season champs. They are ready and headed to the playoffs again. Last year, they went all the way to the state championship. They are state runners up. So I want to say congratulations to Montgomery Catholic Preparatory Football Team on their region championship. I want to say congratulations to all the seniors that are doing big things, the ones that have committed to um, different colleges and not just Montgomery Catholic, but of course my son goes to Montgomery Catholic, so I had to put a big uh, plug and shout out to Montgomery Catholic first, but also the other football teams around our area in Montgomery, um, Lee, Carver, Watomka, Prattville, and the surrounding areas. Congratulations to all of the teams and the football players. You are doing something big. I want to make sure that we support you in everything that you do. Please, somebody, um, congratulate a football player if you know them. Those guys go out there and they put in a lot of work, hard work and effort and give them a pat on the back because they could be doing something else that's not productive, but they're putting their all into a sport that they love. So congratulations to the football players and the teams. Congratulations to Montgomery Catholic Preparatory School on your region championship. Now, statewide. Okay, so we got a lot going on in the state, as you all know, the COVID-19 numbers. Now, I'm not telling anyone which way to go, whether to get vaccinated or to not get vaccinated. I know what I'm doing. I know what my personal preference is. I know what we're doing in our house. Just be mindful. Be mindful. Be mind. Be conscious of your health. Be conscious of other people around you. Um, the homelessness situation, the COVID, the eviction moratoriums. And I know I talked about this before, but it's a really big thing uh, with the eviction moratoriums. There are resources out there. Alabama Rural Coalition for the Homeless. Um, you can reach out to its www.archconnections.org. Um, also, ERA, it is the uh, emergency relief services or whatnot for people that are needing immediate um, emergency relief resources for um, housing, um, ERA, you can look that up as well. If you call um, ARCH, if you go on ARCH's website, again, that's www.archconnections.org. You can find out all of the information regarding the different assistance there is for homelessness, for different housing. Now, I say homelessness, but it's not just homeless. There is prevention. There are prevention resources to keep individuals from that are facing evictions, to keep them from losing their homes. There are also emergency shelters. So if you know someone that is having a hard time that may have suffered from an eviction and they need somewhere to stay, we can possibly help them get into some kind of hotel, some kind of shelter until we can help them get into permanent housing. There, um, there is outreach to different outreach services. So the services are there. The resources are there. Please tap into the state, different organizations that the state has and the different resources and the agencies because help is available to those that are that are suffering from the pandemic, the crisis that we're gone through. So I want to make sure that I put that out there. Now, I know I'm going kind of fast because this segment is, uh, you know, 
kind of short. I want to talk about something uh, national. What's a national trending topic right now? Kylie Irvin is a national trending topic right now. And it is surrounding, you know, COVID-19 uh, or whatnot with um, his lack of getting vaccinated. How do we feel about that? You know, um, I mean, how are we feeling about that? Should he be allowed to play? Should he not be allowed to play? Um, is, you know, is it his right to get uh, vaccinated or not get vaccinated? Should his career be on the line? Is it something that, you know, we need to think about? There's a mandate starting to trickle down from other organizations. Colleges are now, you know, mandating. Some colleges are mandating vaccinations. How are we feeling about that? Because it doesn't seem like it's going away. This is a, this is a a big topic right now and Kylie Irvin is a big topic um in the NB right NBA right now so um that's something to think about you know that's a national topic then we have state and then we have local again congratulations to all the football players and the teams um yeah and that's let's talk about so we can go in the comments feel free to put something in the comments and we can discuss that but without further ado I want to get into the topic of tonight Tonight's topic, we're starting on, um, we're continuing on our series, Black Man Thrive. Now, Black Man Thrive is a series that we're discussing the Black man, the perception of the Black man, the perception of the Black man, the perspective from a Black man's perspective. We're bringing in a special guest on tonight. We had one on last week. For the next few weeks, we'll be bringing in different guests discussing on the topic. Now, Black Man Thrive, we are not just, you know, we're not only thinking about the black man but we are thinking of the black man right now with everything that's going on in society we are talking about you know we have black lives matter we have the george floyd issues and we have several other young men that have lost their lives prior to george floyd in the, the george floyd issues and his death with the death and, the, and everything surrounding that and we want to talk about it now one of the things that i thought that we really needed to bring to the forefront you know a lot of people say we are losing a generation we're losing a generation that's coming up right now you know i think a lot of this generation wants real they need to hear real you know we have you know now Hey, my religious preferences and, you know, and everything, I'm not pushing mine onto anyone else, but I will say this, you know, what I believe in is what I believe in. What you believe in is what you believe in. I believe that this generation wants a real, and we're looking at, you know, older people, they're looking at a generation in the now, they're looking at a generation before them, they're looking at, you know, their grandparents, their great-grandparents, and sometimes some people are so saved that they forgot where they came from. They forgot that they were young at once upon a time and they've been saved so long that they forget that you know what the children are dealing with and what their children dealing are dealing with and and did deal with and they're forgetting what the children are dealing with in the now and I want to make sure we don't forget about that, that we look at it from an aspect of what the generation, what these young men are dealing with right now, even the generation of our generation and not just the ones that are coming behind us. Just because you have gone through situations in your past, maybe you weren't born with a silver spoon, maybe think you had to work for everything that you got, maybe the situations called that some of the things that you did in your past made you feel like you were muted, made you feel stuck, and you don't know where to go. Well, we got you covered because everyone's background 
is not the same. Everyone didn't come from the same background. But just because you might have made a mistake in your life, maybe you got into a career field that you felt that it was good at the time, but you want to step out on faith and you, you think you need to push because you want something more, but you may be a little bit afraid. We got you covered. We got you covered. And I'm bringing in a guest on tonight. His name is Michael Pratt Jr. He's going to talk about some of the things that he dealt with, where he came from, where he is right now, some of his goals. So sit back, relax, tune in, get your uh, get your Twitter fingers ready so we can go back and forth with this comment. Now, Michael Pratt, uh, I'm going to give you a brief little bio on him, but I feel that no one can talk about you better than you can talk about you because you know you better than anybody else. So I'm going to do a little brief introduction of him and then I'm going to bring him on and I'm going to let him introduce himself and then we're going to get this thing started. So he's originally from Detroit, Michigan, but he now lives in Independence, Missouri. He's the husband and father of four biological children and four foster children. Kudos to him um, for and his wife for um, taking that big, bold step. Um, he is a 10-year Air Force veteran, a bodybuilder and comp uh, competitor. He is an entrepreneur and a network marketer, a health and wellness business coach. Now, I gave you the brief. I'm going to bring him on and let him expound a little bit more. And we're going to get started on tonight's topic, Black Men Thrive with Michael Pratt Jr. Hey, Mike, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Felicia? Okay. I, you know, first of all, I'm doing great because I can actually hear you. Because uh, <laughs> we were having some issues last week. But thank you right. first of all for tuning, you know, just being my guest and tuning in. I really appreciate it. I mean, you answered the call. You were like, yes. I really appreciate your yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. So to get us started. Tell the people a little bit more about Michael Pratt Jr. All right. Well, thank you for the floor. But before I even talk about myself, I just want to say how extremely proud I am of you and this podcast. Like I, I was just sitting, uh, I guess what you would call backstage, right? Waiting to be brought up on the front. I was just proud, right? Bring a little tear to my eye. And I'm like, because I've always known you mm -hmm. to be a phenomenal woman. Uh, ever since the first day, I, I actually, a little bit of history, y'all, I actually met her in basic training for the military, right? And it didn't matter if this woman was standing in the back of 52 women lined up or the front of their uh, of 52 women lined up, like she stuck out, right? Just stuck out, like Thank leadership you. dripping all over her, purpose dripping all over her. Um, and I was just like, man, that like, she's the greatest right there. And so to see her doing this, it's not a surprise. It's just like, well, God called her to do it. And here she is, you know, living that purpose. So I just want to say I am I'm extremely proud of you for this. And of course, when you uh, shot me to call the text, I'm like, uh, yeah, no brainer. <laughs> it didn't matter if you was like, hey, my show just started in the alley and we got low production. I just still did it just because of how phenomenal you Thank are and how phenomenal so I know this is going to be. And so um <laughs> And so just kind of to expound on myself, uh, like she said, I am from uh, Detroit, Michigan. Um, and if anybody knows about Detroit, Michigan, you know, uh, it's rough. It's pretty rough. They are bettering it. It's getting um, 
they're they're fixing some things and, and making it look better. Will I go back? Probably not. How <laughs> um, because I've seen too much of the world. I've seen, you know, some better places. Um, I actually live in Missouri. My wife bought me here um, and because she has family here and it's actually where I act exited the uh, military from. Um, I've served in the military for 10 years um, and it's been great. It's been it's been a, a roller coaster. It's been a very fun ride um, and it's it's given me a very good foundation. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in my story. And then, of course, you know, being a father, um, I, I don't take that lightly. Uh, I just wanted to kind of touch on that piece because um, you guys heard that I am a foster parent um, as well as a biological parent to my, my four daughters. Right. And so I don't take that lightly because um, anybody can have a kid, but but giving your kid structure, giving your kid uh, the resources that they need to really thrive is very important. Um, and, and not everybody's necessarily able to. And that's kind of what drove my wife and I to do fostering. You know, sometimes people are in a tough spot. They're in a, uh, a bad situation. But if we can help because we have the resources um, to show that child like, hey, life can be like this, um, it can really, really cause an impact. Right. Um, that's what I'm about at this stage in my life. I'm all about impact. Where can I impact um, in different areas? And so creating an impact is why we do that. It's also been a passion of my wife since she was a little girl. Um, so, and that's why we do that. Um, it is pretty busy having eight children in the house, but we make it work. Um, I'm glad that I have a little more time freedom now. Um, being a bodybuilder and competitor, um, that's something that recently came about. Um, guys, I'm gonna share a little bit more about that, but I actually got into really bad shape. Um, just kinda, look, success and failure are both subtle. And it suddenly came up on me, you know, that I was out of shape and I needed to fix it. Um, and so I'm one of those people that, hey, if you're going to push yourself, push yourself all the way. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I pushed myself to get back in shape and then I pushed myself to compete in a competition. Um, and I plan to do some more competitions right now. I'm kind of on a hiatus. I'm taking a break. Just finished mm -hmm. one in August. Uh, did great. Feeling good. Uh, <laughs> but that kind of leads me into the, the business that I'm in now. Um, a lot of people see entrepreneurship as if you're making a dollar, right? And that, right. I mean, if you're finding ways to create wealth, to create additional sources of income, like you are on your entrepreneurship uh, journey. Uh, what I found, I'm a network marketer, as you heard her say, um, I found that that's one of the most uh, lucrative ways for a person with not... Um, maybe doesn't have degrees, right? Maybe didn't have the, the best background, maybe doesn't have a whole bunch of influence because, you know, you're a little famous for whatever the case may be. Daddy, daddy's money, mommy's money, whatever the case. Somebody's money. But, you know what I'm saying? But if you've got a, a good work ethic, um, you can definitely um, bridge the gap, right? Um, and create a very successful income. And I'm specifically in, uh, in network marketing. I'm in the health and wellness industry. Um, and so that's why I wanted such a huge transformation. And that's why I help people with that now. So that's kind of just a little bit about me. Okay. So I didn't want you to get too far into okay. that because um, I, I need, we need to build it up. We need to get, so they know where you are right now, but we need to build it up. So now, okay. all right. So now with that, I want to start, um, let's talk about humble beginnings. Mm. Um, okay. coming from Detroit, 
growing up in Detroit. Now, you know, you and I, we talked a little bit about it um, as far as, you know, some of the things that, you know, you had gone through because life is different for everyone. Let's let's start there and talk about, you know, we 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 know where you are now. You've discussed where you are now um, being in the military, you know, how did you get there? Let, let's start in Detroit. Okay. All right. So we're taking it uh, 10, 11 years back, uh, maybe just a few more, more years before that. Um, you know, here I am out of high school, you know, working in Detroit. And let me say this, um, humble beginnings is definitely what you would want to say, because not only did I not grow up with a silver spoon in my, you know, my mouth, but I, I grew up broke. Right. Um, I grew up broke. I grew up in Detroit, where it's especially rough. I grew up where, you know, the public school system is not great at all. And you got those teachers who were telling you, like, I got mine. Like, you need to get yours. And I don't, I don't really care if you do or don't. Right. That was the mentality. You know, they weren't really passionate about teaching us. Um, and so there was no push to, re to really learn. And so um, you've got that education system. You've got the fact that I'm a black man. Right. Um, that in itself shouldn't be a handicap, but it is. There's certain things that when you're looked upon as, as a black man, you're you're looked on as not going to do this great or not qualified for this. Right. And so we have to work twice as hard um, at this point in my life before the military, before, uh, before I had joined the military, um, I was simply working. I've always had a good work ethic, but I was just working at a fast food joint. Um, and it had gotten to the point where I was literally living in a house and that was it. It was just four walls and a roof because the utilities were off um, <laughs> of no fault of my own. But uh, it was it was me and my pops. We were living together. And I don't know, you know, how he was taking care of the bills and stuff like that. He wouldn't ever let me like pitch in on stuff. I'd be like, hey, you know, how much is this? And blah, 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 blah. Maybe I can help out. He's like, no, I got it. But. I guess he didn't have it. Right. And so, yeah. you know, the electricity was off. I couldn't charge my my phone. Um, I couldn't set an alarm to get myself up. You know, I've, I've scared, woke up plenty of times. Um, I've had I, at the same time, I didn't have a vehicle. Right. So I'm on public transit and it was three buses, um, three buses. And where I worked at was not even remotely in my neighborhood. Um, it was in the, the better side of town, the better neighborhoods. I had to catch three buses, which took multiple hours. And then I had to walk about five miles each day to work. Um, that was whether it was snowing, whether it was raining, whether I was prepared, whether it didn't matter. I had to walk it. I had to get to work. And I had this book bag that I would always carry. Um, and it had my life in it. Nobody knew that. They just thought, hey, you know, maybe he brings some stuff to work, maybe some lunch. I don't know. Right. But I would go in the bathroom earlier. I would get to work early to go in the bathroom and freshen up. And so here they are thinking, man, Michael's always, you know, early to work. I had to be. That was the only way, you know, I, I could freshen up and y'all not going to smell me. And I'm sitting here freshening up so then I could flip burgers and smell like onions anyway. Wow, <laughs> I mean, right. it was it was one of those things, though, but I refused. But it was life. Yeah. I, I refused yeah. to stop, you know, and just give up because, OK, I don't have lights at home. I don't have running hot water. Like, like, do you know how it feels to have to fill up a bucket, throw it in a tub, 
try to warm up some more and put it in the tub to take a bath. Actually, I know how I that feels. Actually, so, yeah, actually I do. And people <laughs> don't, and, and that's something that is funny that you say that because we've never had a conversation like that, but actually I do. Right. I know what it's, I, I know exactly what it's like right. to not have running water in a house. I know what it's like to have to go to a gas station and fill up, fill up buckets of water or any container you could get only to get it back home to, I, I, I know what that's like in the dead of winter or, or yeah. whenever, and people around you have no idea what's really going on in your life because you're still maintaining on the outside and try, and it's not necessarily that you're trying to keep up appearances, but you need to keep yourself together because you want better. Right. And, and you can't, I mean, you can't really let what's happening on the inside just show. You're not going to wear that, man, I'm really frustrated with this situation. I'm not going to walk around just defeated all the time. Right. Yeah. You, you just push through. And so um, it, it, it was hard at the, those points. And my dad, he suggested to me, you know, man, maybe you should uh, maybe you should get out of here. Maybe you should join the Air Force. And here's where my mindset was when he first presented that to me, uh, you all. I said, man, I'm not going overseas to fight some white man's, I was referring to our president at the time, some white man's war and end up dead. Are you kidding me? Like, no, I'm not doing that. And then I kept living life and I started realizing when, when a friend of mine said he got robbed at gunpoint for a bag of hot Cheetos and a $5 in his pockets, you know, I'm like, man, they're shooting people in broad daylight. They're not even waiting till night. They're shooting people in broad daylight here in my city. Mm -hmm. I can die here just going to the gas station, just trying to, you know, survive. Yeah. yeah, just trying to make it. I can get shot just because somebody else owns a gun. And then I said, you know what? Screw it. Like, I might as well go and travel wherever the military sends me. I might as well use that as a foundation um, to, to really help myself. I, like, I felt like I was nowhere and I was just running in place mm. and I needed something. I needed something better. I needed something that could, uh, challenge me, something that could really take me to the next level because I felt like if I stayed exactly where I was, mm -hmm. I'd eventually start going the other way. You know, there was, there was options presented to me to do illegal stuff. And I'm just like, I'm not, in my mind, I was thinking, I'm not doing that bad yet. <laughs> like, I got no running water, no electricity, and I'm still like, I'm not doing that bad yet. To you where still I'm want to do the right thing. And, and let's talk about that for just a second, because it was something in you that, regardless of how bad the situation was, it wouldn't take you the illegal route. But how yeah. many young men you know, they didn't see another option and maybe they weren't as strong enough to fight the temptations around them, you know, and they don't think of a military option or maybe they look at the military the same way you were looking at the military. I'm not yeah. going to do this and I'm not going to do that. But let's talk about what the military actually did for you. Absolutely. And so um, I, I went to the military um, was happy, you know, I met great people like Felicia and, you know, even more folks that I started looking like, okay, these people want better. These people are thriving for better. Right. And then I kind of felt like I'm behind the race. I need to catch up. I need to step up. 
Um, and so one thing that I want to add out there, you know, just kind of interjecting my story is uh, always look to attach yourself to mentors. Mm -hmm. That is such a powerful thing to do in life. And like we were just talking about, there's there's young guys who they don't see the option. Right. Maybe if they were attached to mentors that were doing productive stuff that could take them to another mm -hmm. level, they could have that. The only thing that I think kept me from doing illegal stuff was that. You know, I grew up where my mom was a Christian woman and <laughs> my pops was a Christian man. And they they taught me, you know, the godly way to be. So even though I was struggling, I'm like, God don't want me doing that. You know, but that's not what everybody is brought up with. Um, but, yeah, coming to the military, um, I've had a lot of different things that I've learned, a lot of things that kind of grew me into a better man. Right. We think we've grown at certain ages. I was 21 when I joined the military. I thought I was grown. Right. But I, I had a whole lot of maturing and growing up to do. And the military gave me a really, really good foundation, uh, educational wise, um, just just interacting with people. In Detroit, there's a different way that folks interacted, you know, especially, you know, growing up in the hood. And then I started interacting with people from all different states, you know, going overseas and being in another country and interacting with folks like that. I'm like, man. You know, my dad was right when he said the world is bigger than eight mile road. <laughs> yes. This is what he meant. Yes, definitely. I want to say I want to interject in, uh, just a bit because I've been pinning some comments here or there. And we have I, I definitely don't want to mess up her name. I think it's it Kalila. OK, Kalila. Thank you, because I don't want to mess up her name. Um, <laughs> that mentors are hard to find and a lot of fathers are missing. Definitely. So. So I want to touch briefly on that but before i pinned another comment from two different guests um that could relate with the background of um coming from a background of not having running water in a home and not having you know hot water in a home and, and you really oh, wow. don't know what you know because we didn't know that about each other and here we right. are have some guests on that and I'm sure one of them are a guest, one of my frequent guests, and another I'm sure is on tonight because of you. He's, you know, following you. And you all may not have even known that about each other. So we never really know what a person has gone through. And that's another reason for the show. We don't even know how in common we, you know, we are with other people in the background of other people. And and I don't know Mr. Preston. I don't I don't know David Preston Jr. Um great guy. You know. And, and, and who would have known, you know, that he had gone through because maybe this is his first time talking about it. Maybe tonight is his first time talking about that or in the masses as he would. I mean, because this is uh, we're on Facebook Live. We are on YouTube Live and we don't know how many other people have gone through the very things that we've gone through. And someone may be still stuck in their situation or can't get past how they grew up. And, and that's what, you know, the Black Man Thrive series is all about because you didn't get stuck in your situation. Now, bringing it fast forward to the next comment that I pinned, um, mentors are hard to find and a lot of fathers are missing. Yes. And yes. And yes. Mentors can be hard to find because sometimes um, some people don't that are around us may not seem approachable. 
um and sometimes we have to look outside of ourselves because you know like you said you had a lot of growing to do and it was the military to help you see how much growing you had to do even you know with myself sometimes you know we get grown and we think we are grown and we have have arrived and we have not arrived because life is still <laughs> happening um to us and i think mentors are a big thing we all need you know, we all need a mentor. And even if that mentor doesn't have the educational background, but they have the life background, right. you know, to help us in life. I think that's a great thing. And another reason for Black Men Thrive, the series is because a lot of fathers are missing in the home and men need to see other men that have gone through some of the very things that they've gone through and have made it. So, um, um, Say her name one more time for me. Kalila. Kalila, you are absolutely right. And that is the reason that we are talking about this tonight. And that's the reason that Mike is on tonight is to show other men that we can, you they can make it through the things that they've gone through. Because there's so many things for women, things for women, conferences and this or that. But to be able to show another man that I came from this and, and I did do this, but I wanted something else. So let's talk about your something else going into, you know, you've come from Detroit and you did this and life happened. And then you decided to go into the military and the military was great for you when it was great for you. And you decided you wanted something more. You had a desire to do a little something more. So you took the leap of faith and what you know what pushed you to um go ahead and get out before the 20 years and to get into another career field let's talk about it okay so um and i see a really good comment too uh, by reno um but yeah the military was a good foundational piece okay but what happened was you know as I, as my years went through the military um i realized that the military was becoming um just a job right you know how we just we day in day out we go to work right and mm -hmm. i was kind of feeling unfulfilled because like i said uh, i was telling you before we hopped on at this point in my life you know impact is where i'm i'm looking and i felt like i had no impact i felt like I, now i was just kind of a number i've learned what i'm learn i've i've grown where i'm grown you know i've built myself in in areas and i'm like what more is there for me you know asking god this and I, I said that mentor piece because there was people that I looked up to that exposed me to a whole different industry. Mm -hmm. um, and that was network marketing. Here's mm -hmm. why it, it, it really, um, really captured me because I wasn't doing bad in the military. By this time I was, I was married, you know, I have children, right? I'm, I'm like what you would say an established, you know, family man. Mm -hmm. But it captured me because of the fact that when it showed me a way to help other people, not just myself, but to help other people, mm -hmm. then I started thinking about Detroit. I started thinking mm -hmm. about the folks that are like me 10 years, 10, 11 years ago, that, mm -hmm. that man, maybe they're thinking of what are their options and nobody's presenting this to them. Mm -hmm. Nobody's presenting them with a way to bridge the gap between you know, being lower class and and doing better in life. And so I said, man, we can help a lot of people with this. Then all of a sudden I'm thinking that's the impact. That's the impact that I can have. Those are the lives that I can touch. And so we started network marketing. 
Um, and of course, it was something that I had to learn. It helped me grow. It helped with personal uh, development. But then I started to coach other people. Okay, right? now pause. Okay. Pause right there. I was <laughs> waiting for something when uh, I was waiting for a segue. So you said you started coaching other people. Now let's go to this comment that Reno actually put out. So I did pin that because I, I don't, I don't want to miss anyone's comments. I want to make sure that we're going back and forth and that's a perfect spot to interject. So he, um, in his comment, he said, um, you have some mentors who can mentor and guide you, but they feel that you want to take their place. So they don't mentor, especially on jobs. Oftentimes, we do see that some people are can be information hoarders where they feel they don't want to share and disclose certain information with you because I think sometimes people are afraid that you would be better than them. And you know, and, and it's a sad thing. I'm sorry. I was gonna say, and that's something I was just talking to Kalila about. That's something in our black race too, is we try to like we get a little bit of something that's gonna set us apart. And we don't want to tell each other so that we can all come up and build. I don't understand it, but that's that's what we do. So now in saying that, let's now let's go into you talking about becoming a coach. OK. All right. And so um, a great comment, Reno. Um, and, and it definitely connects with that. So for me. I haven't been like an information hoarder. I haven't been one of those people that's like, if I know it, I'm going to keep it away from you. In my mind, I'm thinking if I can exploit it and, and learn it and then teach y'all and y'all can all become better. Like I'm, I'm as, I'm only as good as the folks that I could teach. And that's something that's kind of a concept that you learn in the military, having to lead others, right? Your own, you only look as good as the folks that are, are working with you, working for you. Right. And so if they look bad, they come straight to you. You look bad, right? In the military. If they look good, they'll come to you and say, hey, they look great. You did great, right? And so for me, I'm just like, man, now I've been exposed to this, this industry. I've been exposed to this opportunity. And why would I, why would I keep it in, bottle it up, and not try to teach others how to grow, right? I, I wouldn't be doing my due diligence. And so that's what really got me to uh, to make that transition. Now, people told me, ah, you know, stick with the safe thing, right? You got a good right, right, right. in the military. You, you know, you, you're a family man, you and your wife both in the military, you, you're doing great things and stuff like that. Just stay with that. Do 20 years, right? And, and, mm -hmm. and at eight years, they tell you it's only, it's only 12 more years, right? At wow. 10 years, they tell you it's only 10 more years, right? At 15, it's only five. At, at year one, it's only 19. It doesn't matter. They're going to tell you to keep going. But I'm like, no, I feel like I can put my best foot forward and be successful with this. Right. And I can okay. help a lot of people, not just myself. OK, so now let's take a pause and, and, and hold that. Hold that because I want to pick back up there. And okay. that was one of the other things that we actually uh, I think we discussed that briefly on last week, um, it was one of the things that I want to relay to men of the now, not just a generation that's coming up, but I think that men of our generation and of generations in front of us need to grasp that very concept. You can be in a career field and you can be successful in a career field, or you can just, uh, 
you can be settled in a career field but you have a desire to do something else but because of you know the things that are going on and because we allow people in their comments and and maybe their insecurities or maybe their fears to project on us you know we don't step out on faith and do the very thing that we decide we have a yearning and a desire to do and that can often stifle us because maybe god is calling you to do something else maybe god is calling you to hey you've had this great career in the military but i have something more for you you now it's time to transition step out on faith and, and do something else how many men do we know black men do we know right now that have so much potential to do something else do something greater but because they are settled they're they're settled in a position they're settled with a job they're settled with and i hate to say you know being mediocre you know that they're they're afraid to step and take that leap of faith and start a new career you know because of of the fear of failure or maybe the fear of unknown and it doesn't mean don't prepare for it it doesn't mean you know not to do the work to get there but you can often be afraid of you can put you can put your fears on yourself and it can stifle you know let's talk about how you move past the fear of giving up a stable career where you were successful to branch out and to do something else and look where it's projected you to. That's that's good. And I wanted to, sorry, I had to take that blazer off. We talked we comfortable. But you're you're absolutely right. And it's it's all mindset, right? Like you said, other people's opinions, what they say, like they'll set their limitations on you. And and this um, I learned, I want to say about four or five years ago, um, the crab in a bucket um, story, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all have ever heard that, but mm-hmm. basically there's these these great crabs. They're very fast, hard to capture, but the way that they capture them by the tons is they literally just put the bait in the bucket, put it down there, and the crabs go in and they they eat the bait. Right. And more crabs come, more crabs come. And this is society that we're talking about. More crabs come. And then what happens is the bait is gone. Right. But then instead of the crabs just climbing out of the bucket and going on their way, they'll stay in the bucket. Right. And so if if one of the crabs says, you know what, it's kind of dumb, I'm getting out of here. And that crab tries to climb out of the bucket. The other crabs will like keep pulling them back down. down. Yeah. Right. Because they want him to stay with the crabs in a bucket. And if he continues to keep trying to get out right against their will, they'll even like snip his claws and his legs so he can't crawl out now. Or or they want to use him to pull themselves up and it'll push him back down. Right. And then they all end up falling anyway. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, let's put that in a in a people perspective. How many times? you know do we do we see that someone going up a ladder and going up a ladder and sometimes we try to bring people up with us you know while we're going up and and people will pull you back down because for whatever reason or you know or another you know people will try to pull you back down while you're going up the ladder or they will step over you trying to get you know up the ladder that's the same crab in a bucket mentality yeah 
And the way it was taught to me is that, you know, people won't literally clip your arms and legs off, but with their words, they'll cripple you to mm. where you feel like you don't even deserve to be out of the bucket, right? They'll, mm. they'll, they'll pull you, right? Tell you, hey, you need to be down here with us, right? And that's kind of what's happened with the generations of, you know, like kind of like the baby boomers. They were taught to, hey, you got to get a job. You got to work this job to you pretty much about to die. And then you're going to get this retirement and you just chill off of that. Right. Mm -hmm. But now the generations are learning that it don't have to be like that. Right. You when you have the knowledge um, and, and, and you can do this very easily by getting in, getting in books, whether you like audibles or you like regular books, if somebody's written something and shown you the way and it costs you 20 bucks to learn what you would have had to learn in five years, get pay the 20 bucks and get the information because it pushes you ahead and you don't have to make the mistakes that others have made. And so um, going into coaching, that's what that's what was really pushing me. It's like, you know what? Now I can take what I've learned from from books, from mentors, from personal experience, and then I can turn around and I can teach others so that they can not only do it faster than me. See, I'm not doing the crab in the bucket where I'll, I don't want you to go past me and stuff like that. I want you to do it faster than me. I want you to succeed better than me. Right. 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 And, it, and it's, it builds a culture of actually like like the title, the black man thrives. Right. Like we as a people can thrive if we stop trying to hold each other back and start pushing each other forward. And those are leadership qualities because there's a difference with being a boss and being a leader. Those are leadership qualities. Now I pinned another comment because I want to. I don't. I don't want to leave our audience out because our audience is going. They're there. I see. Um, so Reno asked the question: How do you push a person that you have a desire to do something? How do you push a person that you know has a desire to do something else and they won't step out and do it? Now Inception. before you answer that. Um, Christy <laughs> actually commented as well. So before we, you know, dive into it, um, Christy stated, you have to change your circle, get that support from others that you, that look like you and that you think that thinks like you. So yes, you often, sometimes you have to step away. Sometimes you, you have to leave people behind. Sometimes you have to leave people behind and go up the ladder so you can reach back down and pull them up. Because if you're trying to go up a ladder and every step you take, you're trying to pull someone up with you, it'll take you longer and things will cripple you. Things will stifle you and, and you may not get there or it may take you longer than what it should take you to get there. But if you can, sometimes we have to break away. Sometimes we have to leave people and go up. So we can reach back down and use that leadership quality and pull them back up, you know, pull them back up because because we've made it. Um, but now I think Reno has a really good question and we're going to have to start wrapping up pretty soon. But I think Reno has a really good question. And you being a black man, I want you to answer that. So I realize, uh, Reno, that is. We see, a, we see potential in a lot of people. We see different things that they're able to do that what they would be great to do. And it's not for us to necessarily um, like make them do it, right? Or make them step into purpose. But hopefully y'all know this reference, but y'all know the movie Inception, right? Where you implant the idea and let it become their idea to flourish. The, the one thing about society is 
people don't like other folks to tell them what to do, right? So instead of telling them, you should be doing this, blah, 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 and, and almost as if you're giving your will to them to do it, you know, you, you almost show them how beneficial it would be for them and they start pondering on it, right? Because all you're doing is making their subconscious work on, you know what? I could do it, right? The mind naturally goes to the negative. But if you put those thoughts in their mind to where like this could be a real reality, next thing you know, they'll come back to you with the conversation. Hey, I was thinking about what you said and I think I could pull it off, right? And then you just encourage. So it's it's one of those things where you don't want to be forceful. You just, you just kind of drop the seed and let it grow let in their water. Yeah, let That's them the water. The seed and water, yes, exactly. And it, and it adds in what Christy was saying is changing the environment, changing the circle, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's hard to water your your uh your seed of productivity with good positive thoughts if you're around people who are negative. Well, I, what I realized when I was back in Detroit, I hung around folks who were constantly saying. Man, we broke. We go, man, we stay broke with this job. This job's so dumb. They were always wanting to spend their money on weed. They were always wanting to talk about how bad things were, but never wanting to actually do anything. But then when I got around circles of folks that I saw, like, actually make change, I realized what is uh, what is it called? The 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 law of influence, right? Mm-hmm. The, the five people you hang around, it, you become the average of those folks. So change that environment. If you have any way to change that environment with that person, get them around other crowds. Bring them with you. Take them to events or um, uh, activities that that encourage the watering of that seed or that idea that you've already planted in there. Very nice. All right. So we're going to have to um, wrap it up because um, I want to make sure. Um, but I did have I, I did like the hashtag that Kayla. Kalila. Kalila, 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 Kalila. Okay, say it a few times. Kalila. I did like her hashtag. So I wanted to make sure that I put that out there because confidence is everything, but confidence is necessary. So I definitely, I want to make sure I keep that up as I do the summary. So if you saw me looking down a couple of times, of course, I was checking other monitors, but I like to take notes because I like to put that into my summary when, you know, what my guests and things that my guests said. And I took some great notes so I can make sure that I, um, I put out tonight. Thank you to all of our, our new guests and everyone that tuned in tonight. Um, all your comments, we're looking at your comments. We probably didn't plug them all in on the screen, but we are watching the comments. I really appreciate it. Okay, so Mike, I'm going to put you in queue. Don't go anywhere. I'm going to put you in okay. queue. Um, and we're going to come back in just a second, but I want to give um, a little summary before we wrap everything up, okay? All right. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you all so much for tuning in. But before we go, of course, you know, I like to make sure that I put little tidbits and uh, give a summary of the show. We want to thank Michael Pratt Jr. for coming on tonight and blessing us with everything that he had to say. The things that I thought this was a great segment on tonight. Um, Some of the notes that I did take on tonight um, from um, Mike on tonight. um, I'm only as good as the folk. I can teach. We learned that a lot in the military, but that is so, so relevant. 
We are only as good as the people that we teach, the people that we impact. If we're always the smartest people in the room, what is that saying about us? We should not be embarrassed about people being around us that is that is above us. Because when people are in the room that are over us, that helps us get to the next level. And when we can move to the next level, we can bring someone up behind us. Reach one, teach one. That is a that is another model. Um, another um, well, I don't know. It's another good saying. It's something to live by. Another um, it's just really good to live by. Reach one, teach one. We've all heard it before. Another thing is, people will cripple you with their words. You know, sometimes people project their fears onto onto us. And I don't want to just say you, uh, if, even if I do, I say you in general, but sometimes people will project their fears and their insecurities on us and that'll cripple us. Their words will cripple us from doing something that we really desire to do. Sometimes you have to be silent. Sometimes it takes uh, take us being silent, doing the work in silence. And when they know anything, it's already done. Sometimes we have to put ourselves in a timeout, put ourselves in isolation, do what we need to do behind the scenes quietly so that we can do the things that we deeply desire doing. And that's because people can cripple you. So to keep us from being crippled and stifled, sometimes we have to be quiet and just do the work. Another thing is change the environment. We had someone in the comments that said that and Mike expounded a little bit more on it. We do. Sometimes we have to change our environment, change the environment from where we are, change the environment from what we are used to, to where we want to go, to get to the place that we want to be. Because if we always see the same thing, we're going to be the same way. So if we want something better, if we want something different, we have to do something different and position ourselves in different places. Um, implant the idea and let it be their idea to flourish. Oh, okay. Now that one was really good. It's like the plant the seed and let them water it or let the seed be planted and just go back and what. Instead of projecting and pushing so much on people, especially when you see their potential and you see what they can do, sometimes we just have to plant the seed. Plant the seed and then let them ponder on it, as Mike said, and let it be their idea to flourish. And when they know that it's them, that then they'll be more apt to doing it instead of feeling pressured and pushed into doing something. Just plant the seed and let them flourish. I thought that was great. Uh, let me, before I wrap it up, I saw a couple more comments. Um, Kayla, uh, no, Christy Horton says, some people you have to implement the saying, I can show you better than I can tell you. Exactly. You have to go out, do it yourself, and then let them see it once it's done. All right. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Unmuted. Thank you for tuning in to season three, episode number three, the series Black Men Thrive. We wanna thank our guest, special guest, um, biz, health and wellness business coach, Michael Pratt Jr. for coming on and you know talking to us about his situation, where he came from, humble beginnings. Let us all remember humble beginnings. You know, where we start, 
does not have to be where we stay or where we finish. It's just a part of life. Life situations happen to us all. This is Unmuted, where we are being transparent, we are being real, we are being relatable, and we're not being embarrassed about where we came from because we don't know who is going to help get to where they need to go. What we've gone through, we want to, and we've grown through, we want to help other people go through as well. This has been Unmuted. I want to thank you again for tuning in to another episode. Catch us on Facebook Live every Sunday at 7 p.m. We're also on YouTube. Tonight's episode is actually live, so you can catch YouTube live tonight, this same very episode, and check out the Unmuted podcast. Um, This episode will be uploaded later in the week. Please feel free to go back and check out the previous episode of the previous season, season one and season two. They are all on our Facebook page, and they are being uploaded to the YouTube page. Thank you again for tuning in. I really hope someone got something from tonight. Don't let this be your last time checking us out okay we'll catch you again the same time the same station on sunday at 7 p.m please everyone be safe be smart have a wonderful week i hope this is a great start to your week you all have a good night thank you again for tuning in